all dicks out for her. That's an old ass fucking meme. An old ass one. Yeah, it is okay. I don't care. I'm still still laughing about it. (laughs) I think that's where the world turned to shit. (laughs) Right there. Right there. Right in that moment. It wasn't 2012. It was right there. (laughs) Those uh, those mocked uh the other day. And I was just like, man, that was that was fun. That was a good. <laughs> there was some memes I could not Before get we into. Like the moth memes were like, eh. But I'm all for it. I, different I'm, strokes. <laughs> I love a big titty moth girl. That's just me. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just right up my alley. I'll take a moth over a butterfly. Hey, man. Actually, no. I would rather take oh, a butterfly sure. because the reason why is. Butterflies eat dead things. Do moths not eat dead things? I don't know what moths eat, but I know butterflies <laughs> I learned a while ago, that, or a little bit ago, that moths, or not, fuck, that butterflies <laughs> eat dead things. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely honest with you. I think I identify as a butterfly now. Hey, man. You good, Kyle? <laughs> My fucking shit. Love it, dude. Dang. <laughs> I think me and Chris from Motionless and White are both butterflies because if it's got a pulse, it's not my type. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is going to fall again, and I'm going to be super disappointed. Yo, we haven't even done our intro. <laughs> New Music Podcast. We're your two regular jackoffs from upstate New York. My name is Patrick. And I'm Kyle. It's gonna fall again. <laughs> this is gonna probably be the best introduction we've ever done. I hope so. Moth already off to a great start. Yeah. I don't even care. Fuck. <laughs> Continue with it while I fix this. I, I believe in your. I believe in your phone. You can I do this. I don't believe in it because it's going to fall again. Kyle, I've got three phone stands in this room alone that I can give you. I literally just bought this and it broke. Ain't that nice? <laughs> you fucking great. Oh, what a feeling, feeling. They don't make phone stands like they used to, man. They don't make anything like they used to, man. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. Come on, Dad. Do it for me. Oh, wait, you're dead. Oh my god, Kyle. That, was so that better make it in. <laughs> That's what she said. That better make it in. Alright, I think we're good. There we go. Oh, oh hey, he helped. Hey, that works. About fucking time. See, sometimes you just gotta yell at your dad. Alright. <laughs> but in my experiences that causes it's more gonna problems fall again. helps. You, you shouldn't have said anything. Have you tried asking for help from your naked lady skull? I'm about to in a second. <laughs> Put your hand over and just be like, just hold it and like, just, just like, Spin and like your, <laughs> you know, that's what's up. <laughs> no sudden movements. There now. we go. 
But but this thing broke off of it, so there's nothing holding it now. So. That was like super still the rest of the time. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from the desk. There you go. All right. If it falls, I'm going to be really pissed. If it falls, I just hope you're there to catch it. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the New Music Podcast. How the hell are you doing, man? Hey, yeah, we're back. Good <laughs> deal. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, uh, we're joined I'm by good. Matthew of Merrill Creep. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Dude, before we do anything, I gotta I gotta mention I fucking love your band name and I haven't even like really checked out your band. Like I love your band name. It reminds me of Drag Queen. Thank you, man. Um <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um yeah, my um I've always really liked the bands that kind of had, you know, these really like unique names, I guess. Um and you look at a lot of them and um i don't remember which band it was but a lot of bands were talking about like oh we just kind of threw two words together that didn't really like mean anything or do what you know um and then uh just so i was just kind of playing with that whole kind of you know just just absurd names and that's just kind of the one that stuck so uh i think before it was it was going to be like thought rocket or something stupid like thought that. rocket yeah like t-h-o-t uh, yeah yeah of course <laughs> no yeah. it, it'd have to be some like serious like prog type shit in order for it to be thought rocket right right <sighs> but i actually I, I wonder would you because i asked this into uh one of the facebook groups i'm in would you rather call it thought sauce or would you rather call it baby gravy Ooh, I think that's. A good I don't know, man. The thought sauce just has kind of a certain like, it just kind of rolls off the tongue, you know. I don't and know. So does baby gravy. I just I love yeah. them. Yeah. Maybe just use them like interchangeably, like. So like baby gravy, definitely, dudes. Um, thought sauce. I could I could see that being, you know, your ladies' stuff. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Why yeah. am I being PC about this? Come. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah man thank y'all for having me it's really it's really cool to to be here man absolutely this is the first thing like this i've ever done so yeah dude i'm fucking excited to have you here so uh tell me what yeah. what um what what kind of sound are you guys going for because like i said i haven't checked you guys out or anything i don't even really know anything about you guys yet so um we were kind of going really just kind of whatever uh and I, I say that within the within the kind of like indie confines i guess but um i do most of the the writing thus far um and i really am i've always been a big fan of like that kind of 90s shoegaze kind of sound um but then also like a lot of the 80s like synth wave you know kind of stranger things sounding kind of stuff um and you know had all these kind of different influences and i think a lot of times when you're starting a band or you know decide you want to do something like that and to kind of like well what do we want to sound like or you know and you have to kind of like pick you know like do we want to do stuff like this or specifically like um especially like when we were doing like um metalcore and like deathcore like back in the day uh with my older bands uh you know we'd really have to pick like okay well do we want to you know sound like these bands or do we want to sound like these bands or what kind of like sub 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 genre you know <laughs> do we want to like be a part of and 
you know, that was kind of the thing where um, I really kind of started doing all this um, really by myself. And then um, a couple other people kind of came in down the road. Um, but that was kind of the thing where I kind of went, you know, like, fuck it, like, whatever kind of comes out, comes out, you know, and that's kind of the cool thing about, excuse me, about uh, Meryl Creep is that it, it's, there's not as many limitations as far as like, that's to this or that's to that, you know, it's all just kind of like, like us, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, honestly, what I like about your band name is that like, personally, cause I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Marilyn Manson and I have my wife to thank for that. So sure. my mind goes straight to like, you know, Twiggy Ramirez or like right, or right, John right. Wayne Gacy and stuff like that. So like, was that kind of the thought process when you guys were deciding on the name or was that just something funny that you guys were doing or joking? With? Really, really. I just I kind of thought it was funny. Um, well, like I said, we were throwing around a lot of just kind of nonsensical names and for whatever reason, uh, we kind of stuck on, um, like you said, like the celebrity names, but like change it into something weird um, or like character names from um i think and we were tossed around like some different like office characters or did we we had uh like michael snot at one point and that didn't <laughs> you know didn't really think um uh pam sneezley i don't know <laughs> like i have um, one that i've been holding but, on yeah to. it was just i have one that i've been holding on to and it's macaulay uh, cuckold and i don't know <laughs> when i'm going to do anything with that name but i've been holding on to that one for a while what are you going to do when that band and we'll, and we'll play a show together. I'll just do some like DIY punk stuff, some noise or yeah, noise core or something like that. Like it doesn't got to sound good. That's like the whole point is like, it's supposed to be bad on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what are you going to do when Meryl Streep hears your band? Be really stoked. <laughs> um, I'll be, I'll be super stoked. Um, when she, when she hears Meryl Creep and I hope, I'll hope she likes it. Although I'm not, I don't know much about Meryl Streep's personal life, but I can't imagine that she's just like the biggest fan of stuff like this, but maybe she will be. Maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. Maybe. So, yeah. Like, um, are you a fan of I Wrestled a Bear once? Yeah. Yeah. Like just knowing that Kevin Bacon knew about the song Tastes Like Kevin Bacon is just amazing yeah, to me. That's the coolest shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that that is such a feat for any band just to have someone like Kevin Bacon know who you are. Right. That would fucking make me so excited. Right. Yeah. That would be that'd be fucking cool, man. So um tell me how uh exactly you got started with music because usually i ask uh bands that i've or, or any artists on the show what is your origin story how would you say you know you got started in music um so i started um i started playing in uh, my parents church uh when i was like a teenager and then um kind of did a lot with um like from there kind of went on to doing a lot within like the kind of um north mississippi um uh, like tennessee like metalcore kind of hardcore kind of scene um and then played in several bands like that um for several years um and my last band um kind of halfway through about 2016 um and then kind of just didn't really do anything for a couple years and then uh, uh a couple years later I, I don't know i guess i got the it's just start doing stuff again or or um kind of had finally had like a clear head from everything and 
um, kind of decided like, well, you know, I'm just going to start doing stuff on my own. You know, um, I think for those couple of years, I had been really looking at band members to start something else and trying to find, um, you know, different like reliable people that, you know, when you're starting a band, like, you know, do they have gear? Like, will they show up? Will they do this? Will they do that? And, um, and, you know, didn't really have any luck from that. And so then finally just was kind of like, fuck it, you know, like, let me, um, let me just start writing music on my own and let me just start doing like solo stuff. Um, I did like a, um, like a solo, like black metal thing. I still kind of mess with that every once in a while, but, um, obviously that's nothing nearly similar to, to Meryl Creep, but, um, yeah. but, uh, but it's fun. I like it, you know, you know, um, those those influences could bleed in for any number of reasons. You know, and and that would be totally okay. You know, with Meryl with Meryl Creep, like that's kind of the whole whole thing. So, um, but yeah, you know, then uh, moved to Ohio, had some kids, and did the whole dad thing for a while, and really got serious um, about trying to do it. Quarantine happened. You know, kind of felt like okay, well, I have no excuse to not. Um, try to get this music out there, record, or, you know, do whatever. And um, it's, just, it's just all been kind of falling into place. It's been really cool, you know, um, getting some some pretty dedicated band members and, um, you know, starting to pick up a little bit of steam. So I'm, I'm really stoked on how everything is, is turning out. So Fucking sick. How long have you been playing music? You said you started with your uh, uh, playing in the church, but how old were you at that time? Uh, I was... I think when I really started doing that, I was about 16. I've been, I've been playing since I was about 13, but, um, my, my, both my parents work at a church. Um, so that's kind of where I got influenced to, to do that. Um, and then I actually did that through, through college, um, in between like shows with my like metalcore bands, I would go back and like play in church. Um, cause they'd pay me like 75 bucks a week or something like that. So I would go in and like, play for the church and you know make some gas money to like go do it again you know <laughs> hell yeah i mean um, that's not even a bad gig really especially when you're yeah. first starting yeah absolutely so that's that's pretty awesome is that something that's like really um a big staple in your life is the church or is that just something that you did when you were younger so that's <laughs> that's kind of a whole thing um you know i was i was younger and uh i was very uh passionate about uh about the church um, then kind of some different things happened through our life and went decidedly the opposite way. Um, and, uh, I, uh, kind of lived my life as a, uh, as like a Satanist for several years and went through that whole thing. And, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of ass, like that kind of modern, like atheistic Satanism that I still like really, even though like I, I consider myself a Christian again, um, weirdly there's still a lot of those aspects that I still kind of carry on into my life um to me like Christianity and like church and religion just in general um is a really like personal thing you know and it's it should be between you and whatever higher power you do or don't believe in um whatever the case may be so um and I think that everyone is kind of it's different in that people you know, that they grew up, you know, Islamic, like that may be, you know, where they feel kind of at home and, you know, other people may not have grown up with anything and that's who they feel that they are. 
Um, and other people may have grown up with church. And, you know, I feel like every, everything just kind of works differently for for everybody, if that makes sense. No, so. that definitely makes sense. In fact, um, it's not very often that um, I actually hear of anybody really going back and forth between Christianity and Satanism. So it's really, yeah. that's a really yeah. interesting take. And, and I being, you know, Kyle can speak for himself on this one, but he's identified as an atheist for quite some time. I've sure. identified as a Satanist for a number of years now. And so um, I can't help but wonder, um, because I know that there's a lot of stigma from the Christian, um, all sects of Christianity about sure. what Satanism is and isn't. And so I, I'm curious if that's something you're comfortable talking about is what that process sure. was like going back and forth between those lifestyles or even just, you know, those ideologies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so um, whenever uh, my first band was a Christian band and um, I left that band, I kind of had some shit at the fan with them. And, um, really just kind of soured my whole uh, viewpoint towards um, just most of the Christians that I knew in general at that time. And really just the whole, um, that whole worldview as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I knew a little bit about uh, Satanism before that at the time. Uh, but, you know, that's when I really started to kind of research it and get into it. And, uh, you know, really study, you know, LeVay and um, Alistair Crowley and, you know, all those guys. Um, and really just felt that that whole kind of, um, I hate to say DIY, that sounds so like punk rock. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like, yeah. um, you know, like, I'm not going to wait around for God to do things for me. Like, I'm going to do it for myself. Right. Um, whatever. I really felt that, that was kind of where my life was at that time. Um, and in a sense, like, I'm really grateful that um, that Satanism kind of was there for me at that time because I was going through a really dark place. Um, you know, I was very, very depressed, uh, very suicidal, um, and then really got into that. And, um, and kind of went from a, a regain, regaining of like confidence uh, from that. Um, you know, kind of lived my life that way for several years. Um, uh, and then, you know, as you, as the years went on, um, began to kind of reevaluate as I think you tend to do when you get to be, um, you know, in your late to, you know, mid to late twenties. Um, and just kind of started to think about, okay, like, is the reason that I hate, um, Christianity really to do with like God and Jesus itself, or is it to do with like these shitty people that I've come in contact with over the years, you know? Um, and I, when you actually like, or when I actually examined my life, I found that uh, most of the issues that I actually had were not was not with the religion itself, or not with God or Jesus itself. It was with like, um, you know, my former bandmates at the time who had like pissed me off, or like uh, hypocrites at like my parents' church, or like, and then you know, it kind of led me to actually study um, the things that like the biblical like jesus himself actually said um in terms of and like how he actually lived his life um and the biblical you know or at least in my opinion like the biblical view of jesus um is like could not be more different than the jesus that is kind of pushed on the rest of the world by the christian church and nowadays that is such a fact like they like seriously like they you know you have this idea of like this like white 
straight Republican Jesus, you know, who's like, <laughs> you know, and like, okay, like, okay, well, he's Middle Eastern for one. Um, he was, you know, if you listen to what he says, like the philosophy behind what he says, it's really like way more socialist than anything. Uh, you know, is this guy who hung out with like prostitutes and uh, tax collectors and, you know, like, like the shitty people of like their time, you know? And, you know, people would see him doing this, they would try to like rebuke him or, you know, like, hey, why are you doing that? And he would basically be like, fuck you. Like, I'm, I'm God, I'm gonna, you know, like, I'm gonna hang out with these people because I love them, you know? And yeah. when I, when I kind of figured that out, I was like, well, that's how I live my life already. You know, like, that's how I would want everyone to live their life, you know? So when I actually, you know, kind of made it more about like trying to live, you know, more like Jesus than than anything else you know there to me what anybody else believes in like it doesn't you know matter to me like all the kind of like rules that like the church has for people like i don't i don't care you know and i don't think that in my opinion i don't think god cares you know i think he cares if you like love people and are good to people so that's kind of what i'm about um that doesn't really play into like my band very much because i want it to kind of be accepted or accessible for like everybody regardless of what you believe but that's definitely where i stand with everything for sure no and i think that was pretty well said in my opinion yeah. well thank you man i really appreciate it it's just a very interesting perspective um not something that i get to talk to a lot of people about yeah well and i and that's you know i think that more people need to have those conversations with people that might believe differently than they do because i think that more often than not like you'll find you know like if you really like understand like even if you don't agree or don't like understand like why someone feels the way that they do if you listen to them and like hear you know arrived at what they arrived at you know even if you don't agree you can kind of go like oh okay well that makes sense i get that you know mm -hmm. so but too often people want to just kind of hear you know a couple like buzzwords like you know people yep. when i was a satanist people would hear me say i'm a satanist and people might immediately like oh god you know yeah like, yeah um you know or you know if you say you're like a liberal or a socialist or like a democrat or like they, they don't even say i mean they usually just say libertarian and then they're like yeah, liberal yeah. what even is the difference between the two no yeah, yeah. but like yeah. okay whatever you get mad if you want oh god yeah but um but, you know, yeah, I would say, I mean, that ultimately that's kind of where I'm at. And that's, you know, kind of what I want out of Meryl Creep is to, regardless of where you fall, like on the political or religious or whatever spectrum, um, you know, hope you can find music that, you know, speaks to you and, you know, is fun. Um, you know, I, I don't, I feel like a lot of music is just, just like way to that this is music is just supposed to, just supposed to be fun, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, like I just don't take things too seriously, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, what have you guys got so far for uh, Meryl Creep? Cause you guys have put out a couple of singles so far, right? Yeah, we put out, uh, well, one was, one was a cover. Um, and then we have one original, um, the cover it's, it's probably the most covered song in, in existence, but it's ever long. Um, and uh, is that to put that one out um they when we were in the operating room uh or the delivery room um 
they had it on like the alternative like station or whatever and right. when um when they when they like cleaned him up and like handed like i heard that song come on like as it was all happening but i wasn't obviously wasn't really paying attention but um you know they cleaned him up and they handed him to me for the first time and they're like here you go and like as i like held my son for the first time like that chorus comes on you know and i was like <laughs> this is like some shit out of a movie or something you know Oh, like those like high school movie you know what i mean like they like hand my son and it's like if everything could ever feel this real. and i was like wow this is like it's kind of surreal this is weird you know um so that song's always been really important to me um so you know i had done that cover before i even you know created the the Meryl creep page or anything um but i decided to put that out and then um we have uh, another song uh, speak english doc we ain't scientists uh which hopefully uh, hopefully people will get is a walk hard reference. But um, yeah, we, we put that one out and we've got a couple that we're putting out now. We kind of like to do the the singles route. Um, I think that that's kind of the way that the music industry is headed um, to kind of I'm stay relevant. I, yeah. So um, that's kind of what we're doing now. I think that depending on how everything goes, um, here in the near future as we continue to kind of solidify everything and um and bring more people in um you know I, I hopefully we'll be able to actually do like a full ep or album at one point but right now i'm really just enjoying doing the singles and uh really just kind of having fun with it you know i feel like for a lot of bands there's such like a game plan of like well we've got to like we've got this checklist and it's like we've got to get this ep out and they've got to get merch printed and then we've got to like play shows and go on tour and get signed and do this and that. And it's like, you never like feel like, and, and that's good. You know, it's good to be driven, I think. But like, I think when you do things that way, you don't ever really like have time to really enjoy doing one thing at a time. If that means, you know, you put your first single out, you know, and then immediately your mind goes to like, okay, what's the next thing I got to do, you know? Um, and you don't have time to sit there and be like, I'm really proud of that single, you know, or I'm proud of that EP or that show or like yeah, exactly. whatever it was, you know? So I think, um, and part of it is, is because of where we're all at in life. Um, you know, we're all older with kids and everything and, and like full-time jobs and, you know, um, you know, we, we want this to succeed and we want this to go well and be able to play for as many people as we can. But we also, uh, kind of have the understanding that in life like it's not easy to like drop everything you know so we can either have fun with what we're doing and if it takes off awesome and if not whatever you know or we can kind of like i don't know just be bummed about everything because nothing's ever going like exactly the way we want it to you know um so it's kind of where we're at as a band i guess yeah dude i i totally get that um i think the sales route is honestly the smartest way to go about it right now given sure. the current climate just because sure especially with TikTok, the way that, you know, how much TikTok has actually influenced people. Yeah. Uh, they like that short form content. And I didn't realize how much people like short form content until I started using TikTok. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, and even outside of that, I mean, I think that, um, you know, just, that's just where the music industry is headed in general. It's that old kind of model of, um, you know, where bands would like release an album every two to two and a half years and then tour off of it in the meantime. I just, I don't think that works anymore. Um, and, and a lot of 
debates with people about this, but like, you know, a lot of people like want to get mad at like Spotify or Apple music or whatever it is for not paying the artist very much. And like, absolutely. Like in an ideal world, they should yeah. pay people more, you know, but my kind of whole outlook on it is, you know, I can complain about something all day long, but it doesn't mean that it's going to change. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, so like, yes, like, you know, we should do, I'll, I always talk about the difference in like the, an ideal world and then in like those kind of different things in terms of how, in terms of how we deal with like the things in life that aren't necessarily the best, you know? Um, but, you know, I think if you look at, um, like, I don't remember who was talking about it. They were talking about, if you look at like the top hundred songs from like the last decade, like most of it is like rap and hip hop. And I think 100%. the reason for that, which I enjoyed like a lot of that, you know, but like, I think the reason for that is like their model is different, you know, um, these, these bands like, in like the kind of like heavy music scene, I guess, you know, you announce an album, you put out a single and then maybe, you know, a few weeks to a month later, you put out another single, you know, and like your hype train is just building and building and building. And then you put your album, and people might be hyped on it for a little bit, but then, you know, because of, there's so much saturation in terms of like, you know, other bands putting stuff out or other artists putting stuff out, you know, like then your hype just plummets yeah. and then you're kind of right back to where you were in these thousands of dollars and, you know, different things into your album, you know, and now you're really having like nothing to show for it, you know, um, versus I think if you like put out, singles or EPs a little bit more frequently, you know, you're kind of able to keep that hype train going, which is what, what a lot of these rappers are doing on uh, pop stars and things like that. You okay. know? So, um, I don't know. I just think the industry is changing and people have to kind of get with it, like ultimately. So, you know, that's not even a hot take anymore. I mean, how many people no. are going out and saying that very same thing? Right. Well, and people got, people got like really mad at, um, the CEO for uh, Spotify, because he came out and said that. You know, he's like, you can't album like every three years. And people like got really mad, you know, and were like, well, you know, maybe if you paid us better or whatever. And I'm kind of going like, okay, you remember how many millions and millions of artists are on Spotify? You yeah. know, like, you know, um, you know, that, that's, he's not trying to be a dick. He's just saying like how it works, like yeah. how his company works that he built, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, and, and not he's to also, stick he's up running that a business on top of all yeah, that. Like I you mean, can't think of it like from the artist's perspective when he's the head of a business that is arguably one of the bigger platforms for streaming. I would say it's probably sure, the biggest sure. in my opinion, maybe up there with like Apple. <clears throat> sure. No, absolutely. But seriously, like just, you, you can't expect to write one album every four years and live off of that. Yeah. It's like, right. yeah, we get it, but you also got to get the other perspective of other people. Right. Right. Well, and people always get mad and they're like, you know, well, he's never written like a single song. And I'm like, and do you know how much? <laughs> of <the> music <laughs> yeah. Your point. Like, he's a businessman. He's not a musician. Like next, next thing, please. You know, like, yeah. you know, um, I love using the guy Bill Murray as the uh, example for like how how it should be because music yeah, yeah, yeah. go down that route anyways. This guy puts out like two or three albums a year. It might have been him talking about about Bill Murray that where I really kind of 
thought that, you know, or got that idea in the first place. I yeah. think he was on some, um, I don't remember which one it was, but he was on some podcast um, talking about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, and we so. shout out other podcasts all the time on this show. And I'll tell you, there, there's two interviews that I really liked with the guy uh, with Bill Murray, which is the lead singer syndrome in, interview and the uh, time that um, punk rock NBA had him on. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people know it from the punk rock NBA. And that's for a good yeah. reason. That guy puts in his fucking work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I aspire to be as big as that dude one day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are grinding, man. Gotta grind. If this quarantine coronavirus bullshit has proven anything, that's what I want to stand the test of time is what we've done in this time to be able to say, this is what we've done during that time. No, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're hitting up. And I I think that's kind of another big thing um, for us too is that like, and I I really think that every musician – um, or band or artist or whatever it is that, that you're doing within kind of like the public eye. Like if you are, are sitting around like complaining about, about this, you're wasting your time. I think, you know, like if you're not taking this time to like, you know, write new music or you know, what you guys are doing, you know, like interviewing people or um, while you can, while you have the time, like, why are you doing this? You know, like that's, that's kind of my whole outlook on it. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Canada honestly is opening up in a lot of ways and like, it's kind of made me a little bit disappointed about how things are going here in the States because Canada's doing so well. Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to get into that, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even want to get into that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. But, (laughs) But no, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I have also noticed that a lot of podcasts are popping up now. And what I wonder is how many podcasts are going to stick around after coronavirus is gone. That's a, that's a good question because we started this way before the coronavirus. Let's see. Um, It was like April of 2019. We started this shit. Maybe even a little bit before something like that. I can't even remember, dude. It's just been, it's been a minute, dude. But yeah. well, we'll see. I guess. I guess. I guess we'll all see. Who stands the test of time? Right. I guarantee you, a lot of them are gonna like fade out. A lot of them are gonna fade out, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, where'd these guys go? Oh, they're doing whatever." Right. The next thing. Yeah. And I like Boss Pod, and I like Just Noise Boys. Like you know, obviously, I'm talking about Brandon Sacrifice and um, Andrew Bana. Uh, their podcast i think their podcasts are great but they don't have a frequent upload schedule they just upload it willy yeah. here and there and which works for yeah. them because they already have that built-in platform yeah. right but that's a good example of um there are other things that they're doing yeah yeah, yeah they're but, doing a million other things too and that's why i'm thinking hmm they're probably not going to stick around they're probably just doing this as a means to an end sort of thing which is fine yeah no i don't think yeah because they like oh, that, you- that just proves it it <laughs> just proves like that their upload schedule and stuff like that like that they're obviously doing something different and they're just gonna fade off oh hell yeah sure sure so we touched a little bit on the writing process with meryl creep where the the most of it is done uh by you um so what exactly um are we working with here are you doing kind of like uh program drums and you're writing guitar and singing over it or what can you tell me about that? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I program uh, and kind of write everything thus far. Um, and once, because um, keep in mind, we're a, we're a very new band. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just officially started, I think, about a month and a half ago. Um, and so we're still kind of developing like a full lineup and kind of trying to solidify that. But um, for the most part, you know, I've got like my little home studio here. Um, so I'll, um, you know, program some drums and um, track some bass and some guitar and some synth and some vocal. Um, and recently, what I'm really excited about our new single that we're um, getting ready to put out, it's in the mixing and mastering stage right now. Um, I actually had um, our new drummer come to do, um, to add her input, um, you know, and she came over to kind of go like, okay, I wouldn't play that. Like, what if you did this here instead, you know, and it just, it blew my mind, like how much better it made the song. Um, And that's what I think is like really important, you know, um, within that band dynamic is having other their people to kind of check you and go about this or like oh this is cool if we did this you know having that other you know creative mind to kind of bounce things off of but um but yeah for the most part i just kind of do everything here uh when i have time um for a long time uh, i was actually working nights um so i worked that third shift and so on the days that i was off i would still have to sleep during the day and stay up all night even yeah. when i was home um which at first i was like like the first couple nights i did it i would was like, well, I've already played through this fucking game. You know, I've already done this. Already done. Oh, yeah. There's like nothing. Five hours to go. And then, though, I was like, this is you idiot. This is like music time. Like, get yeah. to work, you know? <laughs> um, I feel that. So, you know, now I'm actually, uh, tomorrow I'm getting ready to start. Um, I'm moving back to the daytime with everyone. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully that doesn't go away too much but um but you know it for a few weeks uh, to a month there it was really nice to have that solid like eight hours of uninterrupted like just so that's been really nice hell yeah dude um honestly i'm i it's weird to me that like i can't function if i sleep more than like six or seven hours i'm basically just blown sure yeah everybody's different with that shit like some people need to have like eight to ten hours of sleep like my wife does she's if you let her sleep all day that's when she functions the best yeah yeah yeah. well yeah yeah, it depends i used to i used to be really good about not needing a whole lot of sleep and not to give like the cliche answer but like then i had kids you know (laughs) and you start to really value sleep yeah oh yeah you know because back in the day you know like you could stay up like crazy late and you were like, whatever, I'll just sleep in tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's like, if I stay up crazy late, that knowledge of like, God, my kids are going to be up at like 8.30. Like, that's just like, you know, they'll naturally be up by then. So that's it, you know? Like, I'm just going to be sleep deprived, I guess. I just need to drink more coffee. <laughs> so. I feel you, dude. I'm going to be having my second yeah. child in February, which is going to be... It's going to be a handful because I know my son's crazy already. So yeah. it's like adding another one to the mix. Do you know what you're having? I'm having a girl. Nice. Boy and a girl. Same I've here. Got a, he's three and a half now. So by the time uh, our daughter comes, he'll be like three and three quarters. But, you know, it's, it's yeah. a nice little age gap, I think. How old are you? Yeah. Parents? Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my son is two and a half and my daughter is uh, 
about 14, 15 months. So yeah, they're real. Aww. They're right there with, they're which, really which we really like. I like that they're, yeah. It's almost like they're growing up together and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense. That's yeah. awesome. I really enjoy that. So, um, but absolutely, man. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited about the way that everything's going. Um, kind of what I was talking about earlier, not to kind of completely derail things, but um, part of part of why we're doing this, uh, or I'm doing this anyway, um, is just to kind of bring some awareness and um, I guess try to normalize a lot of different things about life that we kind of all deal with, if that makes sense. Um, I know that, you know, Currently, uh, you know, in, in the United States, and I would imagine all over the world as well, uh, we have uh, more people than ever that are kind of struggling with, you know, either like mental illness or uh, just life in general. Um, yeah. Life has got everybody just like crazy stressed out. And um, and so a lot of, you know, you're talking about the writing process, you know, a lot of um, this is kind of an out you know, in, term, in terms of dealing with, you know, my own struggles, um, but also um, letting other people out there, you know, kind of know, like, hey, it's, it's okay to not have it all together. You know, um, our new single that we're putting out um, really deals with a lot of, about mental illness as well. Um, and that's kind of really the, the message that I want that to send is that, you know, um, Every, like the world expects you to have it all together, you know, and they, you know, it's, it's not really normal to like be really kind of raw and like open and like, yeah, I'm not doing good right now, you know, yeah. or I'm not, you know, I'm having like a really hard time and I really want to change that, you know, because I think if more people were able to um, kind of be open and honest about like, you know, about the things that they're dealing with, um, I think we would all kind of be a little better off for it and probably a little bit more understanding of what other people are dealing with. So um, that has a lot to do with things as well. Um, we also are getting ready to put out um, a cover, um, which, which is a whole other thing, you know. Um, I know there's kind of like a stigma against like doing covers. A lot of the time is that, it, you know, you're not like taking yourself seriously. But like I said, this band is, is for fun first and foremost. So I don't really, I don't really care. I'm going to do what I want. Um, I always encourage covers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, we're doing, um, and I know it's, it's so funny because this is so, um, you know, I know you guys just, um, you know, did Adam, Adam from Lorna Shore, but um, I'm so, I'm sure all this is so kind of like out of left field for everybody kind of into this, but uh, we're actually doing a YouTube cover um, New Year's <laughs> Day. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I know a lot of people probably don't like them, but um, yeah but um we're getting ready to do that um and that's kind of um that's kind of all in regards to like the whole black lives matter situation right. um so um i think that's awesome we're, yeah we're going to be doing that here soon as well like so like i said i mean kind of um really just let people out there regardless of what they're into um or like where who they are or where they are or whatever kind of know that you know um, you're not alone in what you're dealing with, um, no matter what it is, and um, just don't take life too seriously, I guess. So that's fucking so. awesome. And, and I don't have to be necessarily into 
uh, your music to support you. And that's something that I've been trying to like really stress to people is like, yeah. support your artist friends. You don't have to fucking, sure, sure. you don't have to go out and buy the CDs or buy the shirts to support them. Just being supportive of your friends who are artists should, you know, it sends a strong message that they, that a lot of artists need to hear yeah. a lot of times, especially smaller bands. Sure, sure. So when are you going to do yeah. a WAP cover? Fuck you. <laughs> you. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I'm, that's if I'm going to have to run past everybody. <laughs> you guys can um, do the, the clean version. <laughs> yeah, the soup, like the drowned, in, the drowned in reverb and delay version. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, gosh. I don't, I don't know. We were talking about some silly covers, but uh, I think like we were going to do it. And then I don't, oh, yeah, I think it might've been like Andrew Baina <laughs> when he did his, I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> well, that's you, know who, <laughs> you know who did theirs when I was, and, and I was like, there's nobody who's going to do it better is Miss Teak or uh, Yulami or however she says her, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name hers with the fucking symphonic elements too like i couldn't honestly i was like no nobody's gonna i need to check that out i've I've seen some of her earlier stuff but i haven't seen that one yet that's somebody that like honestly we need to get feminine energy on this podcast at some point anyways but like (laughs) she's somebody i want to get on the podcast at some point because i really like to pick her brain for sure and as it is like synths and writing that stuff Um, is different things like i'm no, dude, it keeps glitching on me, so I don't. I didn't even realize you were talking. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, same here. Um, but yeah, no, the, like exactly the same thing you were saying. Like her, like arrangements of, um, I don't remember what the first one I saw her do. I think it was like Rain of Darkness or something like that. But I was just like, I would have never thought to like arrange that like breakdown into that like, like classical piece sounding thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's so amazing. It's definitely different. Do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's making so. that deathcore sound pretty. Right. <laughs> Which I'm a sucker for. Like if I, yeah. you know, um, it's pretty, it's pretty rare that I listen to like a ton of like deathcore um, anymore. Um, aside from like the bands that like I like know and love, you know, I'm, I try to do better, do pretty well about checking out new bands, but um, it's pretty rare for me. But like, um, oh God. But when I, when I do, it's that like symphonic, like blackens really gets me you know especially, especially since i have such like that background in like black metal anyway yeah. so like that's kind of where my head head falls i guess when i first started getting into heavy music i was i was in a kind of more um post-hardcore meets metalcore band called heaven's fall but i kept trying to sure. get us to go towards that winds of plague direction yeah but i couldn't do it vocally and that was like (laughs) the big problem like it was like okay but pat you can't do deathcore vocals i'm like i could just inhale it dude it's no big deal i love it oh i love it that's so so good man i don't care my my first band the reason um i said it's because i i suck at um at screaming vocals period uh which is part of why i switched over to doing the stuff that I'm doing, um, just because I felt like I could kind of do it more. Mm-hmm. Um, my first band that I was in, um, in high school, like we were, it was basically just like an August Burns Red cover band. Um, but uh, as, as we all had that band, but 
um, um, my mom found like a, a uh, like a video uh, recording of a, one of our practices. Oh, and I was God. like, oh my God, like delete this. <laughs> delete it. Um, but uh, it was, it was really funny. Like, cause then um, our, our guitarist uh, or one of our guitarists at the time ended up uh, being our vocalist. And I, I'll never forget like um, our kind of lead guy who kind of wrote everything called me one day. And he was like, have you heard Josh do vocals? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, so like, he's way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I, what? Okay. Well, so what are you saying? And he was like, I think you should go to guitar and he should do vocals. And I was like, oh. Well, and so then, but then we came to the practice later on and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can sure. see why. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is way better. So I can see that, but I'm glad you didn't just fire me. <laughs> yeah, just the way he said it, like, hey, so like he's like way better than you. <laughs> oh, so funny. The only thing I have to relate to that is that when I was like towards the end of Heaven's Fall, we were switching from a more older metal metalcore sound like it was probably sounding more first wave metalcore and then our new sound sure. once we changed vocalists what had happened was we lost our bassist and i decided fuck it i'll just play bass i don't give a fuck sure um, but i was like i definitely can't do both right so we got <laughs> yeah, two vocalists tough. to replace me oh, one was a go. harsh vocalist and the other was a clean vocalist and i specifically chose this because i clean vocalist if you were ever watching this fuck you you're a piece of shit <laughs> but it was still a really cool project. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's really funny. He knows dude. who he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, I know you're out there. <laughs> you stalked me on Facebook. I know it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. I, I just love hearing, like, everyone's, like, everyone's old like stories about like their old bands and and things like that i've never been in one so i don't have any (laughs) (laughs) not yet yeah exactly Um, kyle and i are going to be putting together a uh, a weird porno grind type i don't know what the fuck it is we're still figuring it's It's gonna be nasty lots of porn samples i'll tell you that much hell yeah man (laughs) (laughs) i love it dude i think i think people should like make weird music more you know yeah like literally it's That's fun my to whole do thing. it's I don't easy and it sound good i just do it for fun it's fun to do it doesn't even matter like if it yeah uh well one of so plug one of my favorite bands like i um uh, i've been obsessed with this um and uh if it's in a kind of more along that kind of indie like slow core kind of kind of vibe but um but I was listening to I was listening to their um, vocalist and kind of main dude talk on a podcast, and he was talking about like um, I grew up with all these like really good musicians, so I was always scared to do anything. And then I got into like um, all these like obscure like '90s bands, and I was like, oh, it's okay for it to sound shitty. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't matter. It's it's still your like art, you know, yeah. something you made, man. It's still cool, you know. I'm with that for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. Like the fact of the matter is like I started a, uh, it's not really a band. It's a one man Nintendo core band, but called 10 Dick Turtle. Not because I thought people would go out and be like, yo, the name of the band is 10 Dick Turtle. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Right. Uh, dude, I just <laughs> wanted to 
make Nintendo music sound like death metal music for fun. Oh, there I was you curious. Go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, well, and this, I'm, this will never see the light of the day. Um, it's, it's not good by any means, but, um, but when I was kind of trying to find like the sound for, for Meryl Creep, you know, I was, um, really just kind of playing around with all these kind of different sounds and everything. And so I actually ended up writing, um, because, you know, when, when you're writing and recording, like, look up, and then you're like, oh, wow, this song's nine minutes long. <laughs> like, I did not mean to do that, you know, <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, I wrote this, like, it's basically almost like a concerto kind of thing, and it, like, had all these different, like, movements, and it had, like, it was, like, this kind of rockabilly, like, bluegrass sounding kind of thing in the beginning, mm. and then it went into this super trippy, like, ambient, um, like uh i don't know like pink floyd sounding kind of thing but then it went into like this like classical like part that i obviously like programmed because i can't like i can't play like that oh, yeah. um but you know and so it's like all these different parts and everything and i was like oh god like i really like each of these parts individually and i really like this song but this just does not work in any context whatsoever it's just kind of cool you know but like yeah. i think more people should sit there and just like like mess around and like do stuff like that you know like Just how can i away. combine these or how can i you know i don't know experimentation with music is like why we all do it i think you know just i don't know see what I sounds so good. many really good players that are like really they could sit there like i got i got this friend who can write some of the most detailed orchestral stuff i've ever heard anybody do but when it comes to promoting his music or even writing stuff that's gonna do well he's terrible right. at it but the guy knows yeah. how to write music he's terrible at selling himself he's just he's but he's just such a talented musician you want to see that guy do well but there's yeah. that one soundcloud rapper that can write a minute that's a minute and a half or write yeah. a song that's a minute and a half long and have that blow up and be on the billboard charts sure yeah yeah well it's i think funny world man yeah, well, and I think kind of part of the curse of uh, being in, like, in that heavy music kind of scene is that a lot of it's prog that you get. A lot of it becomes very kind of, like, mathematical. And so you can write it, and it'll sound cool because, like, you know exactly how to make that sound. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, even though I've done it in years, like, I can pick up my guitar and, like, program out like a gent like pattern you know just and clicking. like and then there it goes you know just because but like there's no creativity there or not not saying it's not there but like just recreating what other people have done you know in that same kind of sound you know like that's so it's it's easy i'm trying to say this carefully because like i'm not trying to like shit on what other people are doing by any means like that's not what I'm doing but I think that it a lot of times it does become really difficult to write something that people like actually connect to and like want to listen to when when you are just kind of doing like what a thousand other bands are doing if that makes sense you know yeah um, how do you break out when it for the most part sounds a lot of it sounds the same or similar right yeah it is tough yeah yeah and there are plenty of bands, I don't know, I think part of the problem, 
and it's not even really a problem because at the end of the day, do what you want. If you want to write a, a write music that sounds like everybody else, just because you like that sound, go for mm-hmm. it, dude. That's cool, you know. But um, I think if you really like want to get somewhere with your music, you know, like part of it is you have to find your your thing that's special about you and your like when you um, when you write music because I, I think a lot of bands like try to write off of like what's trendy like now you know or whatever. And that's cool because like in a sense, because like when that's trendy, like because you are that trendy thing, you have kind of a built in set of fans that like that sound, you know? Um, But the problem is, is that if that's all you know how to do, then when that trend passes, like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't have any, you know what I mean? Like you don't have any fans anymore, you know, unless you can find a way to successfully like, overcome that anymore i don't know some of my favorite stuff thinking back on it started in the early or in the early 2010s or in the late 20 2000s that wasn't cool at the time to be making sure sure but it's fucking cool as shit now right all these bands that were like ahead of their time yeah great example of that is broken side people shat on broken side like you wouldn't fucking believe yeah, but if right that music it. dropped in 2016, I'm telling you right now, everybody would love Huge. it. Huge, yeah, absolutely. And they man. were still doing pretty good for given the time period, but it's pretty amazing. Looks like there it. was even like in like the deathcore scene, you know, there were a lot of those bands that were kind of like, and and they got they got big. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, sorry, a lot of those bands, like I think like the Red Chord or like Beneath the Massacre, like a lot of these bands that were doing the stuff that was like miles and miles ahead of what like all these other bands were doing at the time. And so like a lot of people I think didn't really like get it, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't quite get as big as they like maybe could have. Whereas I think if those bands had come out like a little bit later, they would they would still be going today. Like they'd be fucking massive, you know? Absolutely. So, I don't know. Mm. So I'm going to ask you something that I asked Adam because we got such a great reaction out of him. I wonder oh, what you're thinking. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Actually, um, I don't know. I just always liked it. <laughs> and I never understood, like, not to give, like, a super annoying answer, but, like, I never understood the hate for it, I guess. But I don't know. I think food like any like music or art or movies or anything i mean it's all subjective so i think i think a lot of like when people give like such a backlash against like like if you like this then like fuck you you know it's like why i'm just like different like you don't i'm not saying you have to like it but i do you know like okay you know the fact yeah, that no, I love Tilla it. wrote an entire goddamn song about it just blows my mind it's amazing. yeah like who cares like but at the end of the day, yeah. even though I like pineapple on pizza, I still think yeah. that song is a bop. Like, sure. I don't even sure. care. Um, da, 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 da. I, don't, I don't remember what I was gonna say now. Yeah, it's I, I, off with, my train of I'm with Adam. I don't. I don't like. I don't think it should be on it. I, I can't. I've tried it. I've tried right, it. Hey man, that's cool too. Well, I like, can't. People are just different, to- man. Well, let me ask you this though, because this is this is my go-to if I'm going to put pineapple on pizza. I'm going to put sure. pineapple, jalapeno, and depending on the place, grilled chicken. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. That's um, how I like it. 
yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for the old classic, just like ham and pineapple, um, mm-hmm. just because like that was what we had so much when I was growing up. But Same. yeah, no, that sounds amazing. But what bothers me though is sausage on pizza. That just see that, the wrong. See, way. I like it. I don't. I don't know. Sausage like is good it. for breakfast with pancakes. But sure. I, I really see. I see different. I don't like it for breakfast. I'd rather have it on a pizza. Yeah. Well, it's just you know, I don't know. Like some people think that like cilantro tastes like soap. I I, I am one of those I, people. I couldn't live without it. It's so good, you know. But like, so what does it actually taste like? <laughs> It's, it's like oh, it's, it's hard to like explain it just gives it that kind of like spice it's not really spicy i don't know I it's really hard to explain to somebody who's never had it before what i don't understand is why i have to specifically ask for rice that doesn't have cilantro on it when i go to chipotle oh just because they like make it like that yeah i don't i don't understand the italian seasoning that's mixed into mexican cuisine it's an interesting idea but because it tastes like soap to me, it's like, why? Get this shit out of my rice. Get yeah, it yeah. out of my rice. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, I get that. No, I used to work at Chipotle. And yeah, like, that's, and like, it's cool. Like, we'll do it, you know? But like, yeah. when people come in and they were like, can I just have like some plain rice? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> These guys, people. I know the you don't work there anymore. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm that guy who will ask yeah. for a menu and be like, oh, there's cilantro on everything that you make and it's pre-made into everything you make. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm sorry. Nothing against uh, you. I just can't do it. I was always like, okay. Have fun. You know? like, it's better to do that than to sit down and be like, hey, this shit sucks. I want my money back. Yeah, like come back later. Like this has cilantro in it. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. everything here does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Fucking that's like service jobs, dude. Yeah, that's that's like my brother. Um, my brother is like the most hipster person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, how hipster? He, how so, hipster is he? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to um, he goes to Starbucks, um, and he like specifically asks for like the pour over, like coffee. Like you know how like if they're like out of whatever coffee you want, they'll be like, oh, we can do a pour over for you. It'll just take a minute, you know. And you nine times out of ten, you're like, okay, like. it's fine i'll have some he specifically no matter what he goes in and he's like can i get a pour over of this and they're kind of like well we have some fresh that we just made and he's like it tastes better in a pour over and i'm like you're you're an asshole like you're like the worst (laughs) you're the worst (laughs) kind of human being (laughs) so i used to work at starbucks now here's here's how my my perspective on that being that i used to work there all right sure if you ask me at night when there's nothing going on I'll be glad to make you a pour over sure, because you sure. probably don't want that shit that's been sitting in the pot for a couple right. hours, even though we're supposed to change it out every like 15 minutes. But, but my let's boss be real. Care. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's be my real. Like, care and keeps <laughs> resetting the timer. It's the same thing with food service. It's the same thing with like just regular food. You're, you're not going to do it every 15 minutes or so. Right. It's a lot of product to waste. If yeah, I'm not right. going to lie. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't care. But if you ask me why I'm in the middle of a rush, like, <laughs> there is an art to making a pour over i understand that but i'm not gonna put art into your coffee when i'm in the middle of making five other drinks so yeah. <laughs> this is what you're gonna get yeah it's not gonna happen but right. i'm also the guy that will sit there and i will take the time to make a pretty design on top of your latte if i have time to do it right. otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah otherwise no 
I, I used to just feel like it was a flex, like on my end, like I would just get stoked. Cause even if like, I know like they're not even going to look at it, I'm putting a lid on it and they're not even going to see the awesome thing that I just made. I would just do it just to be like, Oh yeah, that's a cool looking flower. That's a cool looking heart or like whatever, you Same. know, I would literally like, take my phone out and take a picture of it. Even though every one of my coworkers is like, he's fucking doing the thing again. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. You're still within drive through time. So you can eat my dick. Oh, good times, man. Good times. Dude, I Dude, love sometimes I miss coffee. I miss food service in general sometimes. <laughs> I I don't miss food service. I I miss uh coffee shops. That, those were fun. I mean, I used to be a cook, so I was in the back. I, sure, I was, sure, sure. As much as I hated listening to people, I mean, I still love to do I still love to cook. Can't cook at your house. Like. I don't fucking I, I barely do that, but Right. Uh, so yeah, when the no. brand gets big enough, Kyle, we're going to start a new music bar. That's going to be a bar slash venue. Fuck you'll yeah. be, you'll be making fried fruit, fried food and pizzas in the back and we'll get somebody to do, to run the bar. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a great idea. That would be, oh. that would make money, but yeah, it would. But I want, if I'm going to run a venue, I want to run it the right way and make sure at the very least the bathrooms are clean. And- Please. I don't know, man. That's that's kind of like the whole thing, though. You know, <laughs> I like, want to get AIDS sitting on the toilet. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like not that I prefer it, but like, if I, like, when I, um, when I was in like my old band and we would like go go to play like a new place or whatever, if we would walk in and like the bathroom was kind of pristine, I was like, okay, kids don't come here. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have a bad show tonight. You know. Like a really, really, really popular venue that like a lot of people come out to, the bathroom's gonna fucking look like shit, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I would. You know what? I agree with that. You know what? You're probably right too. I'll the, make sure I mean, there is a a, a check uh, checklist on the back of the bathroom door, kind of like Target does, where you have mm. to go in and clean it once an hour. But yeah. I'd also be that guy that would purposely leave one or two sharpies in there. <laughs> Let them yeah. go ham. The yeah, walls are yeah, yeah. white. Go nuts. I don't give a shit. Just oh, no yeah. Nazi and racist profanity. That's all we care about. Hey, let yeah, them do yeah. it. Shit. I'm not going to support it. I'm probably going to cover it at some point. Yeah. But right. just let them go ape shit. You never know what they might write. They might write something that becomes like a staple in your venue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I used to love this, the stickers. Like, um, just the fucking band stickers, like, fucking everywhere. So especially oh, yeah, with yeah. Your, Especially when you're like a smaller band and like you show up to a new place and you're like pissing there and you're like, oh, this band played here. That's cool, man. You know? This band's come through. Or like, oh, yeah. they I always thought that was fun. I just miss getting to say good set, bro, like to people. Me too. Like that's, you know, like. Yeah. I that, just that miss was... seeing, seeing different people. That's all I yeah. miss. Right. Um, all the good homies. I yeah. went to. When I was when I was in one of my other older bands back in the day, I went to a show that like we weren't playing um, just because I'm not an asshole. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But uh, but, um, but no, like we went to the show and it was like all our friends' bands that were playing and we couldn't because our guitarist had to play or whatever, and or had to had to work. But um, I was at this show and I was like walking past this guy and this guy looked looked at me and he was like, "Good set, man!" And I was like, "I didn't." I didn't play it in that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I was just like, thanks. Like, you just like carried on. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, bro. You guys were sick too, man. Like, 
neither of you watched the other person's panel. <laughs> yeah, I've been at the bar the whole time. Yeah. That's usually me, not going to lie. I don't mosh yeah. anymore. I am definitely in mosh retirement. Like, yeah. see, you say that, Pat, and then you have, hear this dirty breakdown, and then you're like, all right, time to I come out of retirement. It's literally yeah. the SpongeBob meme. It's like, I, I'm going to head out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is me. Like, it's, it's like, okay, yeah. the right breakdown. That's like both I'll throw of us. Down. Yeah, that's both yeah, of throw us. Down. I'm like grabbing you by the back of your, your top knot, and I'm dragging you in. Like, we're going to go. <laughs> we're going. I, uh, when, uh, my fiance was pregnant with our uh, with our son. We uh, we went down and saw Carnifex, um, and she was like, and I kept telling her the whole time, I was like, we don't have to go. I know you're pregnant. Like, if you don't want to go, it's fine. And uh, she was like, no, it's okay. And she said that thing, like that guilty thing, like I know you want to go. And I was like, damn right, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> one of them fucker um, things, right? But um, Anyway, so she was like standing in the back the whole time, you know, it was this tiny little fucking place and everything. Um, and I kept, you know, the whole time my kids are getting rowdy and doing everything and she's sitting there like, like fucking yeah. like, pregnant and shit. And I was like, we can like go if you want. Like I've, I've seen this band like a bunch of times. Like I don't, I don't really care. And she's like, oh no, it's fine. But I look over and she's like sneakily like Googling like, is it safe to go to a deathbed show <laughs> when you're pregnant? <laughs> I was fucking dying, dude. <laughs> um, if Google didn't say no, I'm just going to come right out and say no. Probably it's not safe. Probably not. But we, we were in the back by the bar, you know, so like whatever. You did what you had played... to to stay in the, in the, out of the vicinity of the pit. Right. right. Then they played uh, Light in My Face. And I was like, all right, well, you stay here and I'm going to go up there for a minute. <laughs> like, I'll be back. I had to. I am throwing down for lie to my face. You cannot. Right. Of course. You have to. Yeah. Like you lose your, you lose your like death core dude card. Like if you, you, you just lose you all respect, yeah. <laughs> all respect. <laughs> oh God. Good times, man. Good. Everybody's got to throw down at least once at a concert, at least once. Right. All right. I don't know but, which mosh call I like better. Is it lie to my face or hell chose me? Ooh, I don't if know. We're going between those two by Carnifex, I don't know which one I would mosh harder to. Hell Chose Me is longer. It's got more of a build up to it. You know. It's later in their career, so I, that makes a little right. more sense. But I think but, there's uh, just something about the lyrics to lie to my face that I always kind of get a little bit like goosebumps and I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, that was some good times, man. Um, I feel like I say that about like everything, like involving shows and like metal and everything <laughs> but, like, it will it all was, come dude. back at some point it yeah, will for sure i miss um i miss like the mixed genre shows um, yeah I, I don't know if they did that a bunch like where you guys are but like in tupelo because I, I started playing shows in tupelo mississippi um you know and and it was and it was honestly great um is everyone sucked and like no one knew it like <laughs> you know but like we were all just having a good time i love it we all suck let's just do a concert fuck it well we, like and you know, everybody's for like, show most, a lot of the bands were like really good but like even the bands like it was cool because even the bands that like did kind of suck like they were like the best guys and so everyone just kind of like accepted that this band kind of sucks but we're still gonna support the hell out of them you know I'm still gonna throw down <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shout anybody out <laughs> but, like you know 
All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. Thank you for bearing with us and listening to our spam. We probably just sold you on some blue chew because you may or may not have a problem with an erection. If you do (laughs) or don't, that's totally up to you. You do Um, you, boo boo. That's what our OnlyFans is for. So you can check out our OnlyFans. (laughs) If you really do need a blue chew, just sign up for our OnlyFans. We got you. Now. I still have to make a post about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just to piss off my girlfriend. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, as we uh, bring this interview to a, to a close, what are some things that we want to uh, plug? What, are, uh, what can we expect from you in terms of new music or um, what, what is the, uh, the plan going forward for, for Meryl Creep? So uh, we have uh, new music coming out uh, tomorrow or just a, a single um, and then um, another new one coming out um, soonish after that. Can't say exactly when, um, but then uh, we're steadily working on uh, just working and writing new music as much as we can. So um, you can probably expect to see um, at least an EP um, by the beginning of 2021, get rid of this whole shitty year in like the best way <laughs> so Off to um, a good start. but yeah absolutely we're just kind of plugging along so hell yeah sick so. um well uh thanks again matt for uh you know taking the time to to have this conversation uh reaching out to me initially because i can't stress it enough i love having people on the show that reach out to me yeah that means a lot more to me it means that what i'm doing actually has some value that people want to be on my platform yeah absolutely man thank you guys so much heart man (laughs) thank you guys so much for having me man it was i had a blast so absolutely um by the time this uh interview actually airs your single will probably already be out and there will be a link in the description to go check that shit out as we are probably going to do after we're done here i actually want to hear some of your music now so okay uh, check it out fuck yeah um anybody you want to thank or shout out before we let you go uh, let me shout out uh, my drummer, Courtney. Um, she uh, originally was talking about wanting to be here with me today, but I, you know, I know you had mentioned that it was usually better to just have one person. So I kind of turned her down on that. Um, <laughs> but um, shout out um, to Brian uh, Papich, Papich, however, I'm not sure exactly how you say his name, but he is mixing and mastering our uh, new single uh, that will be out after this one tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for that um and uh that's pretty much it yeah just shout out to everybody who's like listened to us thus far um i know it's we're small but you know we're really grateful to everyone who's taking the time to check out what we have and um we're we're just excited about the future so and we are on um on uh, all the major streaming platforms so you know even napster i think district kid put us on napster as well so Lars Ulrich can get mad at us if he wants, but that's okay. You beat me to the <laughs> Lars Ulrich joke. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't completely deplatform Napster because of Lars. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, but it has been really great chatting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time again, and uh, thanks again. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys take care. You too, man. You too. Bye.